2: All right, here we are. Hello, everybody. Just gone four. Uh, Max in for Paul today. Don't worry, Hawksbury and Jacobs fans. Andy uh, is the star of the podcast today. Aren't you, Andy? We're sharing a microphone, so I'll lean back now. It's up to you. Say what you like. Can't you? Well, OK. Thanks very much, Max. Uh, it was, uh, we had a chat. We talked a little bit about Chelsea, as you'd expect. We did a few uh, vignettes. You did some old vignettes we'd already done, but yep. then, it doesn't matter. And, uh, and then we had a, quite an entertaining game of Don't Ask Me from January. Of uh, this year when you were last on with me. Thanks, Andy. Uh, that's absolutely right. Back to you. <laughs> that's about it. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, enjoy. I think we're going to do a bit of Motti as well because he was on good form and possibly a bit of Rodney Marsh, depending on whether the producer's got time. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Max. Now I wouldn't have been in a state of panic. I mean, I think the listeners obviously would be dying for me to slag the team off and panic completely. But I think you've, you've got to take the long view. You know, as soon as the lineups came up, you looked at the two teams and you went, look, one of these teams has spent £160 million and the other one hasn't. And you know, and it was they. You get what you pay for. Maguire was really good, but it was an interesting game. There was plenty to be encouraged about for sixty-five minutes. I thought Chelsea were the better team, but I've watched their pre-season and basically they took that into the game. Uh, you know, they were scoring goals in pre-season, but they were conceding and they looked vulnerable. And I think that will be the problem. He has to evolve away. I mean, Jose Mourinho had a point, didn't he? I mean, you know, you, when you defend, you have to defend. As a block, you have to defend all of you. You can't get caught in transition all the time, and so you know it was a bit unfortunate. But you've got to be realistic. We've lost our best player. I think that this is a very important year for Chelsea. This could be the most important season in the club's history, as long as they don't go down <laughs> Is this an all new Zen? No, Andy no, because Jacobs. it's realistic. You know, th- this team probably won't win anything, but this nucleus of young players will get a year's worth of. Valuable, invaluable Premier League experience and then next summer when they've got two, and they have got 250 million you've had two eighty million pound forwards and a 75 million pound defender to that squad and you've got a de- decent team you really have you've got a team that could challenge so you've got to be realistic I mean it was unfortunate it would have been better if it was 1-0 2-0 you know by the, by the time it was 4-0 you're thinking oh please blow the final whistle <laughs> and uh but, Andy, you've got yes. a great opportunity, haven't you? Because you, you get back out there. What you need to do when uh, a result goes oh, yeah. badly is to cross that white line again <laughs> oh, yeah. straight away and you get a lovely, <laughs> quick trip to Istanbul <laughs> to play a really vitally important game against a pretty average side. It's oh, ideal, yeah. isn't it? Now, the last thing you need, really, is to travel to... Uh, um, the, the danger for Lampard, this is the danger for him, is that say they take another thrashing, which is pretty likely, I think, sort 5-0 of to Liverpool on, mm. on Wednesday night. And by the time you face Leicester... Then the crowd are already nervous. The players, are, the confidence is a little bit down, and so you have to watch that. You know, we, you know, this is a very unforgiving league, and and I've missed waking up at five o'clock in the morning, not being able to get back to sleep again. Where you extrapolate the worst case scenario, yeah. and the worst case scenario is, you know, they're in the bottom three at Christmas, and uh, they have to get, I, you know, I, they have to get in Jose Mourinho <laughs> or Sam Allardyce. <laughs> that's the worst. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, 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 mean, I thought there was enough there. Yesterday, to be, be encouraged, but I think you've got to be realistic. And I've done a sort of knee jerk. Do you want my knee jerk t- league table? Well, I did want to say, I'm just impressed a man of your experience is sleeping through to five in the morning. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm normally 3 a.m., I'm only 40. Um, yes, I'd like your knee jerk table, please. Can you explain what it means? It means the, the way I react to the first week's results. Okay, okay. And uh, so I've got City winning it. Okay, okay. L- yeah. Liverpool, second, That's Spurs. Fine third, Arsenal fourth, I think an impressive okay. win there. Brighton fifth? Even though Arsenal celebrated it as if they'd won the title, <laughs> but it was their first away <laughs> win. It was, well, not, no, I think United are going to be affected by the Europa League. I don't think to see them higher than fifth. Everton sixth, Leicester seventh. The Wolves also, as Barry Glendenning said in the Guardians, I don't think they'll be affected by the Europa League. Burnley, I think, will have a good season. Okay. Uh, Chelsea, uh, West Ham. So hang on, where are Chelsea? About tenth. Okay. Yeah, that's the way I see it. I- I'd be happy with eighth. Okay. I, I, I think to myself, eight and spend the money and then come back with a bang next season. Uh, West Ham, Brighton, Watford, who was a surprising result, that was Bournemouth. Villa, my three to go down, oh no no, Villa, no not to go down, Villa, Southampton Palace to go down, Sheffield United Norwich and Newcastle. Okay oh, Absolutely right. worthless prediction <laughs> but I thought I'd give it to <laughs> you anyway. No I, I think Brighton will win the league, I'm, I've gone with that They play very well. I love Bri- Graham Potter and yeah. his uh, emotional intelligence and leadership uh, degree he has this bonding we heard and he, in Sweden the bonding was obviously very local, it was a sort of lecture on reindeers, you know sort of re- history of reindeers, so I was thinking what What's he going to do at Brighton? Is it going to be a rock and candy floss making course? A <laughs> quick game of bowl. a quiet game of bowls. It's quite hippie, they're quite, they're quite hippie down in Brighton, aren't they? Oh, well, you so could have you, a bit of that. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, you I'll could have it. a sort of... Antiques <laughs> workshop. <laughs> Craft, like an artisan, <laughs> there'd be artisan soya, soya cappuccino making course for Duffy and Dunk. I think that's perfect. Did you enjoy uh, Jose... Um, on the on the television. Oh, very much. I had so yeah. much fun, wasn't it? You're very good. And, uh, you know, fascinating to hear his, you know, still slightly defensive take on everything, but, you know, absolutely um, brilliant to hear his analysis. I thought the whole, yeah, it's a great signing there. I did enjoy, I thought the analysis on Match of the Day of Sheffield United was fascinating as well, the way they play, and it was really good. You know, the sort of insight. I was thinking, you know, the, there's a new service this year where they try and, you know, younger people, where they get five o'clock, all the highlights come out. And I was thinking... Watching three-minute highlights on your phone is not as good as watching match of the day. No, you, I agree with that. You get the highlight, you get the analysis, you know, you, you get the interviews. It's just better. Uh, I love Alan Shearer. They called Mopey uh, the new Brighton striker. More pie, but I thought he looked <laughs> more pretty. More pie. I thought he looked pretty trim to me. <laughs> A bit harsh. Apparently, Alan Shearer. And I'm. Uh, I've just done the the Guardian Football Weekly Pod, but it's mm. yet to be published, so I can sound like they're all my ideas. Um, uh, <laughs> John Bruin was at the West Ham game. And saying that that Alan Shearer come, now comes on big screens everywhere and mm. does an explanation, a bit like Simon Bates on VHS <laughs> videos, going uh, whenever you rent or buy a video, there may be <laughs> sexual <laughs> swear words. He he comes on, and he says, "Here's how VAR works." Oh, so right the sort of and uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know if anyone's seen the Alan Shearer infomercial on VAR. We'll obviously get to VAR. <laughs> I have confidently fixed uh, the offside law. Um, and the handball, I've fixed everything, and I've I've got in touch with That's Ifab. That's nice Yeah. Um, I tend to message Ifab a lot on Twitter. Mm. They are yet to reply to me. It's a very one-sided relationship at this stage. It's it's like. You know, early on in a relationship, when you're courting—I mean, I, I presume it was with—I don't know—pigeon post or something for you, you. know, <laughs> writing letters. <laughs> and I've written a lot of letters, and they are not—they're playing very hard to get. IFab, yes, with me, but uh, I will—I will get to them. I think you literally. have an influence. Though. I think they listen to you, what? even though they don't bother to write. They're very busy. Mm. They are don't you saying I'm, an inf- you're saying I'm an influencer? Well, I think you are a bit of an influence. I love the stat by Robin Cousins on mm-hmm. Match of the Day on Chris Meppham. I love that in football. It's very unusual when that happens. A bloke who doesn't score a lot of goals. He'd only scored one professional goal before that and Saturday. And then he'd get another one. And they were both against Sheffield yeah. United. I mean, what, what are the chances? Why are they his bunny? Why Why, why should, has he not scored against anybody else? It's a really. Weird. I think he agrees with Danny Mills that Sheffield United are a dirty long ball merchant team <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, he what, he's Mepham has just got it in for the Blades that's it he hates them um, anyway this is Hawkesby and Jacobs I was, can I just add one point to the uh, Absolutely it's your show Andy well, just you know, I just want to say that I was surprised that Sky didn't present Pedro with a man of the match champagne at the end of the game because he certainly was United's most creative player <laughs> he really did set up some tremendous attacks for them thank you um, very much uh, <laughs> There was a, a tiny rant there from out. For the, for the Chelsea fans who, were, for the fans that just wanted one, you got a tiny anti Pedro vitriol from.
1: Like, even <laughs> even though he's got a degree in emotional
2: intelligence, Andy
1: has still got it in for Pedro. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs> One by Gundogan in midfield sends it on towards Foden, then on to Sterling. Sterling to complete the hat trick, and he does. A Manchester City hit five on the opening day of the season. Raheem Sterling hits a hat trick. Here's Sissoko coming forward, and Tottenham are looking for more, and Kane's looking for more.
2: And Kane's got another. It's three-one to Spurs. two late. Harry Kane
1: goals have turned this match around. And Tottenham hot for three. Aston Villa one.
2: Uh, yeah, great tick, super Clive Tilsley uh, as part mm-hmm. of game day as well as Sam Matterface. Uh, Man says and Spurs on game day this Saturday as well. That's the late kickoff. off uh, Got Arsenal and Burnley as well, uh, uh, the early kickoff off at 12.30. Uh, John Motson, uh, talking of legendary commentators, joins us now. Did you enjoy the first weekend of the Premier League, Mossy
1: uh, Yes, I went to Watford-Brighton and saw Brighton play much better than they had the year before when they came to Watford on the opening day. A bit of a um, shot in the arm for the club, I think, with uh, the new signing that Graham Potter's made, Watford were disappointing on their own admission, Um, early days again obviously but um, yeah and also of course watching everybody else playing, I mean it's been a very crowded weekend hasn't it? Uh, John I wanted to ask you actually because you
2: were at the match and there was a VAR incident and how did you feel sitting in the crowd as opposed to sort of watching on TV, how did you feel it
1: went? Well I feel that the crowd i mean and let's be fair most of the supporters are paying whatever it is 30 pounds to come and watch the match maybe more i don't think they're getting the information certainly not as quickly as the people watching at home that's one of the problems i mean also this business of only 18 clubs have got a, a screen and, and the, the irony of the two who haven't, Manchester United and Liverpool, can you believe that? <laughs> or didn't they want to move some seats out the way? Yeah, that I mean, I mean come on. Mm. Um, but, but I, I just want to, you, you mentioned VAR, Andy, as I knew you would. Um, I said on Friday that w- what was wrong with the two issues, i.e. offside and handball, is that they've made the laws... They've put, they've put the VAR people into a straitjacket, really, by changing the law. The law says if you're offside by as much as a millimetre, you are offside. I said on Friday, why can't we go back to the old system, if there ever was one, where it's got to be daylight between the defender and the attacker. And I'm pleased I got some support on TalkSport this morning from Danny Murphy on that. And also, uh, the former referee supremo, Keith Hackett, in this morning's Daily Telegraph, headline, VAR flaws mean offside rule must be changed. Well, that's mm. the
2: thing, isn't it? It's exposing the law. Daylight has actually never been... It's interesting. We all sort of think it has been a law, but it's never been a law of football daylight.
1: Um, no, but it, it was proposed by Philip Don when right, he was head okay. of referees at RFA. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've, I agree with you entirely mm. that... that what is happening here, with the the same with the willy Body handball, right? Nobody well, nobody thinks that should be given as a handball. I know it was the correct decision, as the laws of they are now. I really feel, certainly with offside, that, that daylight is too much benefit for the attacker. And currently, it's too much benefit for the defender. I would draw the line at the front foot. So I don't care if your head's offside or shoulders offside. I'm going to say this a million times this season and bore people. But there will always be marginal calls, right? There will always be... At one point, you'll be a centimetre offside. Doesn't matter where you draw that line. I that's think why it. I prefer Mark Howsey's view. I think his... We're going to speak to him later, motty He feels it should be like cricket because he thinks that the, the technology has a margin of error in it. Yeah. So when it's so close like that, it should revert, like umpire's call does... Referee's to, call. Yes, linesman's call, to the official. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best way and you won't see these very, very marginal goals ruled out, but I want to talk to you about the City game, because I'm just reflecting on the Fool's panel predictions, Uh, or I went with a City win, but 2-1, everybody else went very narrow, Mm. 1-1, 1-1, 2-2, the caller actually went 3-1, fair to to him, but that was a bit of a shock, because I thought West Ham would put up a better fight than that.
1: Well, I I wondered, I thought it was their first home game, they had new players there on display, Um, unfortunately for West Ham, Manchester City have a a powerful record to say the least at the London Stadium so once they got off 1-0-2 that was it really I mean they it was a matter of how many they would score Um, City really have just they've almost set the toe the fixed the bar again haven't they you know Mm -hmm. Liverpool the same Um, you could look at the weekend and say so what's new Um, what I thought was new just bring this one up left side left field Chris Wilder and Sheffield United got a draw at Bournemouth, first game back in the Premier League. But he seems to have brought a a tactical innovation into the Premier League, which we don't see very often. He's got his centre-backs, centre-backs upfield overlapping know, it's a very
2: fluid system was not it? it very well explained on match of the day I thought and uh, fascinating I mean it's great to see these teams it's, you know in the old days Sheffield United for example may have come up and been very defensive and trying mm. to stay in the league it's it brightened the way they were playing it's great to see these game teams appro- it makes the league better doesn't it
1: well yes and, and also in fairness Norwich Norwich Although the their yeah. their coach said before the game they were gonna be naive. Well perhaps they were, but they gave they had more shots on, on goal at Anfield than any other uh, than last, any team last season. And Aston Villa played well in the first half at yeah, Tottenham. Did. Did. Um, we on, should talk about that game. Yeah, we should on just on the Norwich Liverpool thing, do you do
2: you watch that and, and think Liverpool can be got at this season in a way that you didn't see last year you know i i did see sort of norwich carve them apart a few times and I, you know and liverpool are a brilliant team <coughs> and i think with city and liverpool we're looking for achilles heels when they aren't necessarily there but i did wonder they well, they miss I, the keeper that's what that is but i just i just thought the way norwich played that teams who are a bit more um have a bit more comp- composure in front of goal will actually score goals against Liverpool, who didn't concede barely any goals last year. I don't know if either of you agree or disagree on that. Well, I, I think... A bit early the, to say, but yeah. it's something worth watching, I think. But
1: what about what you think, John. I don't think Liverpool will be very different. I think that's why Jurgen Klopp didn't really make any major signings. I think you've got Liverpool as they were last season. Yes, they will concede it now and then, but they've got Van Dyke, and don't forget their 2 fullbacks are virtually playing as wingers at times, uh, which is why they're so offensive and why they'll score so many goals this season and why, as I said on Friday here, um, I think they're going to go closer still to the title this year. That's it. A lot of people fancy Liverpool. I just... To me, City just
2: looks so fantastic. And to see Walker, I'm saying Walker, and even De Bruyne, sprinting past somebody, you think, what have they done there in training? He's just mm. always developing, moving, moving the tactics. I just think he's a brilliant manager. and I, I It'll take a great, great team to catch them. Um Spurs I, played pretty well. We should go not move away from this game too quickly. Spurs played pretty well second half, though, didn't they? After Villa gave them a bit of a shock in the first half.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, uh didn't start the game well But when he scored his goal, of course He became an instant hero with, with mm, the White cool, Hart was Lane that was a nice finish, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Harry Kane Contrary to his normal form in August Comes up with two goals in quick succession And, and overall, of course, Spurs were good winners But um, I don't know, I mean, I think uh, Basically, there's still one or two issues at Tottenham, aren't there? Vertonghen wasn't in the squad That was odd Rumors about Danny Rose still moving. Um, I think I think Tottenham need to settle down. They need to get Delhi Alley fit, um, and I think I, I think they'll be in the top three, Tottenham. But I think it's going to take a bit of time for them to get themselves. You saw and, how key Ericsson is to them, yeah, you know. Very.
2: I, yeah. I, I think they can't. I don't think. I mean, I don't know what their Souza will be like, but he makes them tick, Spurs, and I think that would be a massive miss if he goes. It's a them. really interesting one, isn't it? Because.
0: It,
2: if you look you know, absolutely it's most positive that you keep Ericsson, you keep him happy and, and Vatonga and Rose and et cetera, et cetera. And then you think about the side that started on Saturday, that you've got Sun to come back from suspension, you've got Ali, you've got La yeah. you've got Cessnyon. That's like a superb squad. It is. And but and it's funny that you can spend all that money and still be so reliant though on on Ericsson. Because, he because just... in modern football, you know, the, the, the guy that can find the pass, mm. you know, the, the can oh, unlock... The... Which he
1: definitely can. Yeah, it's crucial, isn't and it? And set plays and things like that. I mean, obviously most of our listeners will have worked this out by now, but I mean, the f- overseas transfer window is now not till September the 2nd. I mean, in past years we've moaned because we've had to wait for two matches before any before we can close the window. Now it might work against us in one or two cases. Doesn't make any sense.
2: It makes no, no, it sense. Ne- no, we've talked about it. It never made sense when they did it. It doesn't make sense now. Um, Can we just talk about Villa for one second? Because oh, yeah, I, I thought they played really... Uh, there were so many players in that team I sort of felt didn't deserve to be on the losing side. I nice thought, goal, wasn't it, from it was, Yeah, it was a lovely finish from McGinn, who had a great game. Um, Tom Heaton, who you'd sort of forgotten about how good he was oh, as a keep, brilliant keeper. Brilliant keeper. Distribution. Wonderful save from Ericsson's yeah. free kick. Great save from that. Great save from Sanchez in the lead-up to Ndom, Ndombele's mm-hmm. goal. And I thought Grealish actually had a very good game. I know he gave the ball away, but I think we often forget if you are playing against a team who have the ball all the time, it is tiring. It doesn't matter how physically fit you are. Lots of people are saying Villa weren't fit, and um, but but you get tired if you're constantly defending. And I thought Grealish had a great game. He's got such composure. And I'm fascinated to see how good he does in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got something about him. No question about it. I,
1: I think having <clears throat> signed twelve new players, Villa are a club who again have got to just integrate one or two people along with those who are already there. Uh, I, I th- I'm quite confident they'll stay up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Ready to pop the question.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to Hawksby Jacobs on TalkSport. Max Rushton in for Paul today. Uh, Andy alongside me for the uh, next hour. <coughs> and uh, then Adrian and mm. Goffey will take over drive at four. Time uh, time to sit back and go, Andy, what have you got? I mean, I have bought in a selection of Oh, what of have this. you got? We can go one by one if you want. I did notice um, this morning in the Suns fashion page, uh-huh. Christine Lampard in a lovely tangerine outfit. I thought it would be quite useful if we played Blackpool next season. <laughs> That's nice, isn't well, it? Have have seen this. You, uh, you I, never this is, know. I'm looking uh, um, on the black side. Do you think, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, where, where you, you know, maybe you know, they need a reserve right back. You know, plus he could do a job. <laughs> jousting, Andy. I don't know yes. where you stand on jousting. We did a, an interview with a woman from the uh, Jousting Association because they've introduced VAR. Oh, well, into that jousting. ruins my first uh, vignette. Well. Is that what you Precisely wanted to tell that, me? Precisely that, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah. we're, we're well, you know, this show. You're ahead of the game, aren't you? We're always ahead I mean, of the What game. is a clear and obvious error in jousting? You stab someone's head right, <laughs> someone's head off. Yeah, that was clear and obvious. Well, that is a problem. We're supposed replay that game. Um, okay, over to you. Did you see that thing about Norwich being the second or amongst the two best places in the world to visit, according to a bloke from Vietnam I- uh, Airlines? Really? Yeah, he Can said. Can you fly direct from Ho Chi Minh City to Norwich? I don't know. He said passengers should not miss the opportunity to experience the wild island of Komodo, uh, the Komodo dragons. I was thinking, well, they're going to be relegated as well, like Norwich. <laughs> oh, he said, or Norwich, the serene city of Norwich in the United Kingdom. Mm. They're, the, I mean, obviously, on your on your bucket list. Are they both on your bucket list, those two? Have you been, been to Norwich before? Oh, I've been to Norwich on okay. many occasions. A very nice place. Oh, really? But uh, And I did like the story. It was very sweet. Mo Salah's a terrific bloke, isn't he? We all know that. And uh, mm. this guy, was a, a kid, guy was a kid, 11-year-old kid. Louis Fowler was running after him. Very excited. He saw um, Mo leaving the training ground. And as kids do, he ran after the car. But he didn't notice there was a lamppost there. And he ran... Straight into the lamppost, and uh, which I must mean, be comedy, quite a comedy. Oh, I mean, yeah. quite a comedy moment for yeah. him. Except he had to, well, I think he broke his nose. Though. I think he had to be reset, but he felt it was worth it. So, uh, you know. has anybody obviously when you leave the studios, Andy? There's a, just you know hordes of fans fenced off. Has anyone <laughs> injured themselves? Well. Chasing you to get a selfie? I was, I was at the Stadium of Light. Uh, Sunderland were playing Chelsea, and mm-hmm. it was the, the, warm up, the kick, the warm-up, the kickabout, and Frank Lampard took a tremendous shot and it hit this bloke right in the face, and he sort of poleaxed him and everything, <laughs> and he went down, and Frank came over to see if he was all right, and as oh. uh, soon as he came over to see if he was all right, he suddenly revived. It was quite an amazing oh, so, situation. Of like, so Frank is, is sort of like Jesus. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You mightn't have to be. If you've ever injured yourself inadvertently while uh, trying to get the attention of, mm. of a footballer or just been injured by a footballer but inadvertently, not yeah. not not, not a, just beaten up, that's a different text topic. 8.10.89 on the text. Do you like, um, you like uh, sort of funny world championships, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, um, I hope you didn't do this one last week, but maybe you did. More than a hundred people gathered last week for the annual World Nettle Eating Championship in Dorset. No, we spoke to the winner last Stop it, We did. Did you? You should try you listening know, to this I show. Do. It's really it's really ahead but of the that's game. the thing, I do listen quite a lot. I <laughs> sometimes I feel I text the show too often. Okay, well, this is good fun. There's two out of two. Okay, then, here we go. How to fix wardrobe malfunctions. Come on, oh, yeah. Andy. We did that one, yeah. Double-sided tape on the... Here's one for you, Andy. I don't know if this ever happens to yeah. you, but if you want to avoid a nipple slip, uh, double-sided mm. tape on the neckline is a classic way to do it, Andy. Thank you very much. Well, I was going to a vignette I knew you wouldn't have done before. <laughs> you found one. So there you are. Now, you're recently married. Yes. and oh, well, uh, A year or so ago. A year or so, and uh, mm. presumably it's, it's going quite well. Oh, it's a struggle, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the of no, Mrs <laughs> <laughs> Rushley is a total delight. does She even, wouldn't even know how to turn on TalkSport, so you can ask me whatever you like. I know, then. you'll say whatever you like. Mm. I, I, I enjoy her contributions on Instagram to your sporting predictions <laughs> yes, she uh, suggested in the, on deadline day <laughs> that Lukaku would be going from uh, Real Madrid to Barcelona and that Pep Guardiola would <laughs> be signing to play for Manchester United a lot of people reacted saying that would be quite good for Manchester United's midfield <laughs> hey, well, it some, at some point but Miley Cyrus oh, uh, yes she's spit up with someone well, Yeah, she? she was married to Liam Hemsworth um, but basically it, that's it it's over seven months I mean, seriously, seven months. I mean, and, and I like the thing that a uh, spokesman said, Liam and Miley have agreed to separate at this time. Ever-evolving, changing as partners and individuals. They've decided this is what's best. What do you mean, ever-evolving? They've only been married for seven months. How much have they evolved in seven months? <laughs> well, I, if you think the process of evolution, right, from Neanderthal man <laughs> to human, has taken, what, four billion years. So what's Chris Hemsworth done in seven months? But enough, enough. you know, it only takes a tiny change. Doesn't it? It Only takes a tiny change for a relationship Mm. to fall apart. How were you and Mrs. Jacobs after seven months honeymoon period? Yes, with the honeymoon period. Yeah. You now you any long mar- any marriage goes through difficult times. does you? you know you have your moments, and then, mm-hmm. you know. But eventually, hopefully, you know, if you if it's good, you, you know, you'll stay together. You're still in the honeymoon. I'm still in the honeymoon period. Still in say? The honeymoon period. Yeah, I'd good. say so. Basically, uh, the Sun editorial on Friday was sort of saying, "Thank goodness for VAR and all this." And I was thinking, mm-hmm. "Paul, yeah, give it three weeks." Are we saying it's ruined our game? They today they said, "Hooray for VAR!" Oh, which okay. is Surprising, really, because I still think in three weeks' time you will be saying it's ruined. Ruining our game. Um, uh, I was at Main Road uh, a few years ago. Not me. This is from Robbo. I saw a fellow get hit in the face by the ball in the warm-up. He mm. was about to a bite into his pie. It went everywhere. It was hilarious. Well, it would be hilarious. Um, now you play a bit of golf. Oh uh, yeah, not. I don't very know well. how how long you'll take over an eight foot putt. Uh, not as long as Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> I know. Two minutes and twenty seconds is incredible, isn't it? I mean that. I don't know what you're doing for two minutes and 20 seconds. I, it didn't say, though, unfortunately, whether he made the putt. I was desperately hoping he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> After God, all that. I mean, he shouldn't be made to go out last, shouldn't he? It doesn't matter. Even if he, you know, not yeah. even if he's winning the Masters. It doesn't matter. DeChambeau goes out last if he's going to take two and a half minutes. I saw Eddie Pepperell <laughs> apologising to Bryson DeChambeau on Twitter because oh, really? he'd called him a twit. And then he said, okay. well, I shouldn't have called him a twit. But, you know, I was... You should have called him something else. <laughs> yeah, I can't say. Uh, how about this? <laughs> uh, have you done this one? Well-heeled guests at a hotel near Buckingham Palace are being offered uh, the most expensive cup of tea in Britain. Done that one. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> it was 500 quid, was it? 500 pounds. Have you done yeah. Vladimir Putin's face turning up in a steak? No, we haven't done ah, that. Ah, here we did go. We do that one? Oh, John's, John's yes, been he in did that one. Yes, he did that. Oh, we one. did that weeks ago, apparently. Are you serious? I'm going into my old vignettes. Okay. <laughs> They're probably fresher. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. You never know. Topicals, um, right. Where veterinary. can we go? Where can we go? Um, uh, well, here we go. The RSPCA has listed its 20 most surprising rescues of 2018. So <laughs> old this one is. <laughs> no, I've not been on with you since January. Yeah, it's true. I include a dog trapped in a TV cabinet, a squirrel. Squirrel stuck in a toilet in London. Um, uh, hamster rescued from a narrow pipe using a tiny handcrafted ladder and a cat trapped between two automatic doors at the Premier <laughs> Inn Premier in Luton. Uh, so there you are. Well, that's well, nice. it's good to have a new one. It is. Fresh out the bag. I, I know the listeners like to know uh, they, they follow the uh, fortunes of our producers, Team talking mm, yeah, through a Big us. game all of the weekend. Delighted, it. yeah. Uh, Bromley 3, Talkie 3... Uh, How did the scoring go? Holland scored for Bromley in the first minute Uh, Oh, then Torquay equalised And then, oh, then uh, Bromley took the lead again And, oh, and then Torquay equalised again And then Raymond took the lead again And Andrew, oh, no, 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 no Then Torquay took the lead And then Bromley equalised Oh, you must have been gutted you were there, weren't you? (laughs) He, He was there, he said it was incredibly windy Yeah, it was very football should be bad. They made a decent start there, and they had four points from two games. Oh no, three games. Yeah. Bit, a little bit off the... Three points off the playoffs. So uh, here's, here's a text. 2012 Man City title win on Deansgate, celebrating at the parade when Joe Hart threw a flag plus stick towards the crowd that inadvertently slammed into my eye. Ow, like a javelin. Ooh. Uh it's like, it's like a clear and obvious... bar claims direct, isn't it? ...jousting error from uh, Joe Hart. I'm still proud of the scar to this day. Uh, oh, it was the preliminary... one of those big checks they do on the ads. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, when a no, no win, no fee basis, you get one of those enormous checks. Andrew Castle comes out and gives you an enormous check. Um, do you want some selected results from the extra preliminary round of the FA Cup? Yes, please. Binfield three, United Services Portsmouth two. We'll have to follow Binfield now throughout their, <laughs> throughout their yep. epic cup run. Uh, Winslow United two, Roman Glass St. George three, really, and the big. Uh, derby coventry sphinx one coventry united one oh i didn't know there were other teams in coventry no the sphinxes do you want to know about the bloke? yes please you, you can do this next time you come on you can mention have you done this <laughs> which we're about to do now <laughs> which is congratulations to joseph Kobel, the austrian who uh set a world record for sitting amongst ice cubes oh right yeah up to his neck in ice cubes for Two hours and eight minutes and 47 seconds. Almost as long as Bryson it takes to do a part. <laughs> That's incredible. Two hours and eight minutes in ice cubes. He said it was quite painful. Uh, the pain comes in waves. The first few minutes are the worst. I should imagine you feel quite numb after about 20 minutes. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, finally, tremendous final one, Do they him. keep the ice, does the ice? Is the ice allowed to melt as it goes, or do they put, put fresh ice in? I would imagine they've got to keep topping up the ice, otherwise it would melt. Um, uh, have you done this one? Vave Tissue, a Los Angeles what? startup. <laughs> Who? Vave Tissue. <laughs> it's a company. <laughs> Vive uh, Tissue? V A E V. I'm pronouncing it Vave. V A V E. Sure, Sorry, it's Vave. V A E V. Oh, Vave. It's still Vave. It's <laughs> still Vave. Vave, <laughs> Vave Tissue. Vave Tissue. A Los Angeles startup claims to have sold nearly a thousand tissues that have been sneezed into by someone with a cold virus for $80 each. Why? Uh, Founder Oliver Neeson says his used tissues are wellness products. They allow customers to catch a cold whenever they want, in order to decrease the risk of tach- catching the same illness later. This, he says, gives open-minded people the luxury of getting sick on their own terms. What a ridiculous! <laughs> thing. That's a business. I thought he was going to be selling like you know of oh, the, the famous one tissues of the stars. Mm. You know, like here's you know one that Marty Cyrus, for example. Well, has anyone famous just... ever sneezed on you? Uh, <laughs> Eight ten eighty nine. <1089. laughs> that with Japanese well, flowers. The, that one woman I sneezed on in Waterloo Station she might ring in I, I, mean, I don't know do I know oh, she it was very inadvert- very unfortunate oh dear, inadvert- you just, did you was, did you full on growly on a- her <laughs> basically oh dear yeah. did it she notice of course it was, she noticed that. well it might have been the back of her No, no, it was a full-on frontal assault. (laughs) Full-on frontal assault. (laughs) Paul Jacobs sneezing into someone's face. But she was grateful to me because it gave her a cold at exactly the right (laughs) opportunity. (laughs) But it wasn't on her own terms, was it? (laughs) Unless Unless she paid you to do it. No, that's true. All right, how apologetic were you? Very apologetic. Well, you, oh, did you yeah. have a tissue to hand? A used tissue of someone else? I think it was more spray situation. Oh, right really? Full on. <laughs> One of those
1: spray situations, <laughs> obviously. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me to leave it
2: out.
1: All
2: right, then. Let's see what can Andy remember. This will be from... a bit like uh, Chelsea. Don't ask Wednesday me night, a 5 0 thrashing <laughs> uh, from the week commencing <laughs> January the twenty-eighth, twenty eighteen. Okay, cast your mind back okay. for the last time we were together, and his chef Callum Franklin joined us in the studio. Uh, what food was his specialism? <laughs> it's like I'd never <laughs> met this person in my life. Chef Callum Franklin. Met, yes, he came he, in. What Did he make it? Was what a it was the make? week? It was a, it was a national something week. Oh yes, it was national. Yes, national. Come on. What is Not it? International pizza week? No, no national. National. No, I'm terribly no, sorry. Sausage rolls. remember? Oh, it was a big... It was yes, a lovely sausage roll, in in. Oh, it was beautiful. from one. I remember it now. Uh Kenny came, J- sat next to me. I remember him. Kenny oh, yeah. Jones, the drummer from The Faces, <laughs> came yeah. into the studio. That was a slightly odd moment <laughs> I for all of us. You, <laughs> you weren't too happy with that one. <laughs> well, wow, you made some interesting comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and what was his favourite sport? Polo. Correct. <laughs> uh, why did we speak to... I'll never forget Kenny Jones, to be really <laughs> no, honest. Neither will I. Yeah. Uh, what did uh, we speak to John Conroy, consultant hipster? surgeon at the Yorkshire Hip Clinic about you can't just say hips (laughs) (laughs) Um, who's hip he'd got into hip hop no who's hip did we talk about come on (laughs) who's hip did we talk about Yeah, Uh, somebody famous in the news today um in the news well it There's could no, be anybody in the news not anybody but someone who's in the news Boris Johnson's in the news well, well no I mean, he was looking at his hip Andy Murray the oh dancer. Andy Murray's okay. hip and okay he's, he's what did you come into work wearing on Thursday the 31st of January a red suit yeah an all red three piece suit and tie mm. for red alert day Never I wore nice, a, yeah. a red sash from my wife's hen do only red <laughs> thing in my house I um, do that. and finally what sport did guest Wesley Woodward Woodyard play sorry <laughs> Uh, Wesley Woodward, I would have known the answer, but yeah. Wesley Woodyard, I've got <laughs> Cool, yeah. Subtle differences. Wesley Woodyard. Wood. Wesley Woodyard, I'd say, sounds like a... Um, yes, the Tennessee Titan. Well done. One out of five. <laughs> um, thanks for your time, Andy. Lovely to see you.
1: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sports.